Hello folks, welcome to another episode for Formula 1 Mirror. In this episode, I'll be talking about the French Grand Prix. So French Grand Prix occurs on the Paul Ricard circuit and usually people are quite critical of the track simply because overtaking is very difficult on the track. People are not able to follow the other car quite well and they're not able to be in the overtaking or DRS range so that they can make an effective pass onto the car in front. And the second major point why people are quite critical of it is because there are huge runoff areas. It's like a track right in the parking area itself where there are probably like 176 combinations of track. So whenever a driver actually goes off track, there aren't any huge repercussions or penalty for the driver. So we usually see that happening in the first couple of laps of the race where a driver in order to prevent himself from crashing into another driver just freely goes, goes out of the track and is still able to actually retain his position. So that makes it slightly boring as well because similar instances happen whenever a driver is actually overtaking another driver or is actually defending from being overtaken by another driver. So because of both of these factors, people usually have very less expectations from the French Grand Prix. But surprisingly in this season, like almost all the races are quite interesting, not just uh, the tracks like Bahrain, but also the tracks like Monaco and Paul Ricard itself. The race has been quite interesting. I could see a couple of reasons behind it. One reason is that midfield is quite competitive. We definitely see cars like Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, Alpine. All of them have kind of similar performances and also their performance varies across the tracks itself. Like in some tracks, especially those which are slow, uh, which have slow to medium pace corners, Ferrari is slightly more competitive. Even the Aston Martin is quite competitive. But in the tracks where there are faster corners, over there McLaren is slightly competitive. So we never really know which team would be ahead of another team uh, during, during the race weekend. And the second time is like after quite a few years, we are having a proper fight for the race lead for the constructors as well as drivers championship. We have Max Verstappen from Red Bull and Lewis Hamilton from Mercedes fighting it in front and not just in a single race or in a couple of races, but every race which we have seen so far. So it's not just about the driver abilities. Since the competition is so intense, the different strategies also come into the picture. And even if there isn't that much overtaking happening on the track, because of the different strategies which other teams are playing, it becomes quite intense race to watch and quite fascinating as well because we don't really know what would be the final, uh, what final result look like. So let me jump ahead and like go through all the drivers and talk about their performances and some of the interesting things which I found out about the French Grand Prix. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about the podium places. So we had Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez finishing up the podium steps. So it was quite an interesting battle between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton right from the starting itself. So Max Verstappen actually made uh, some error right at the starting itself where he went slightly wide and like because of I think oversteer he tried to uh, correct the car and because of that he had to go off the track and even if the driver actually goes off the track it is slightly slower than the normal track because of which Lewis Hamilton was able to take the lead but thanks to like very good strategy by uh, race by Red Bull guys itself Max Verstappen was actually able to put uh, Lewis Hamilton under pressure and he was able to actually make the pit stop work in favor of him. So definitely the strategy of Red Bull was completely on point and I think they kind of did the reverse thing which Mercedes has done quite a couple of times actually in the past. 
where Mercedes used to be the ones who would be actually chasing the Red Bull and instead of actually overtaking on the track right there and then itself, they actually went for the second pit stop and then they actually like Lewis Hamilton used to have like probably 15 to 20 laps in order to chase down Verstappen again and by the time like last five laps the race tires of Verstappen used to be finished and which allowed Lewis Hamilton to actually take uh, take the lead position and win the race. So in this race particularly it happened in the reverse scenario so Red Bull was the one who was able to actually sen make sense of the situation over there and become aware that probably the tires won't be able to last the entire race and even if they did there would, ha would have to be a lot of tire management or tire conservation which would have to be done by the uh, players or would have to be done by the drivers. So they were the ones who actually blinked first and like went for a pit stop and frankly they made the made the whole strategy work. Lewis uh, Verstappen was actually I think able to complete or like close out on the 25 second lap which 25 second gap which opened up after the pit stop and was able to actually overtake Lewis Hamilton in the penultimate lap. So very good performance from both the Red Bull guys as well as Verstappen itself. Although Verstappen would be probably thinking how he could have prevented the first lap mistake which he did but apart from that he drove flawlessly and like he drove quite well to actually close out the gap to Lewis Hamilton and actually able to overtake Lewis Hamilton in the penultimate lap. And let me talk about Perez as well. So Perez has given Red Bull multiple options in the strategy. So he is the driver who, who is probably not that quick in qualifying. But he is actually quite quick in race pace and also he knows how to overtake other cars and also he is able to manage the tires quite well. So managing the tires especially in this era is quite important simply because uh, teams can't really afford to have multiple stops. So if there is a driver who is actually able to conserve the tires, it gives a lot of options, strategic options to the team uh, whether it is for undercut or whether it is for overcut. So Perez, like similar, similarly which we have seen in the past as well, he went for a long stint on the first set of tyres and because of that he was actually able to conserve the tyres till the end uh, after the pit stop and he was actually able to overtake Bottas in the end in order to pick, uh, pick up the final podium place. So that is something which is uh, like very commendable which Perez has done and like which has allowed actually the Red Bull to jump in front of Mercedes and open up a lead in the constructors title and if we talk about Mercedes like Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas didn't really do anything wrong as such it's just that the strategy which they were handed with it wasn't actually sufficient enough Hamilton did a good uh, good job actually like just after the pit stop he was actually able to put a lot of pressure on Verstappen and similar with Bottas as well both of them didn't really do anything wrong the only thing is that Bottas is primarily not able to conserve the tires as well as Lewis Hamilton and because of which Perez was actually able to overtake Bottas right at the end and because of which uh, Red Bull actually finished in 1-3 position rather than probably 1-4 which Mercedes were expecting. So overall a very good weekend for Red Bull and perhaps not for Mercedes because this track just before the race we were thinking that it probably might be suited better for the Mercedes guys but still Red Bull was actually able to beat Mercedes so it's quite commendable and looks quite well for Red Bull in the overall scheme of things and in the overall drivers championship as well as constructors championship. So in the 5th and 6th place we had the McLaren guys Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo so at the first stop itself it didn't look like that they would be actually finishing up in the 5th and 6th position 
but frankly by the end of the race simply mclaren was quite a lot better than the other teams around them to conserve the tires and because of which in the second stint right after the pit stop they were actually able to make a lot of places and daniel ricardo especially i would say probably it's the first race where we could see the older daniel ricardo where he was actually making moves and he was actually feeling a lot more comfortable with the car and he was on the aggressive mode where he was actually overtaking a lot many cars like he overtook uh, leclerc gasly and lot many places and lot many other people as well on the track so definitely it will be a lot of confidence booster for daniel ricardo and also it will probably silence some of his critics as well and lando norris definitely he's gave the maximum which he could in the race like in the first stint he wasn't looking that much comfortable with the tires and the pace wasn't there but in the second stint definitely he was actually able to have the tires in the right temperature and he was able to actually make the most stick and uh, he could actually make the strategy which mclaren used work and like uh, because of which he was actually able to get to the p5 position so it will be quite a big boost for mclaren in terms of the constructors title which they are fighting with ferrari for the third position so in that sense i think mclaren is the had the best result which they could have hoped for in this race especially considering mercedes and red bull are in a league of their own then we had pierre gasly like uh, pierre gasly actually finished in the p7 position so unfortunately with alpha tori what is happening is usually only the one of the drivers is the one who is actually picking up the points and is in like top 10 places like we got to see it at least in the like first 3 4 days where it would be just one driver who would be picking up points and not the other driver because of either it would be yuki sunoda or it would be gasly but for the last couple of races we saw yuki sunoda and gasly actually having good races and picking up points in this race yuki sunoda didn't really existed actually he was just languishing at the back he wasn't really comfortable with the car he was he wasn't actually overtaking or fighting for the positions so he wasn't actually able to get into top 10 to get some points but pierre gasly i think did well he did the best he could do with the tires which were available probably he had slightly more pace and could have probably overtaken ricardo and lando norris as well but simply because probably because of the way he drives or the car setup itself uh, he couldn't actually make the tires last very long and because of which he didn't really had that much of a pace to actually compete with the mclarens so he finished in p7 i think it would be good good place for him and i, I think he will be quite satisfied with the how the race went so very quite a lot of handy points for him and then we had uh, fernando alonso from alpine actually finishing up in the p8th position so i think he did the maximum which he could in alpine considering that alpine i consider it to be a slightly slower car as compared to alfa tauri mclaren and ferrari so considering like uh, it's probably the like the sixth fastest car on the track he is is still able to actually finish in the p8th position so that's quite commendable from him and like alpine would be pretty pleased with the effort in p9 and p10 we have the aston martin uh, guys so aston martin guys the good thing which i liked about them like both of the drivers are actually able to conserve the tires quite well so they are actually able to manage the tires according to the strategy which has been handed to them so both vettel as well as stroll especially stroll like since he started in i think the p19th position so both of them actually went for a longer stint in the first uh, before the first pit stop of the race and because of which since they went for a longer stint they were actually able to uh, maintain the tires right till the end last step of the race and they were actually able to overtake the ferraris also 
and because of which they were actually able to finish in the points itself and they got quite a lot of points quite useful points for the team in p9 in p10 place so again uh, hats off to the way they are both of the drivers are actually driving both sebastian vettel as well as stroll so both have quite a lot of confidence in the team although there was some initial setback in the first few races where the performance of aston martin car wasn't as much as they would have expected but after that setback like they kind of reevaluated their priorities reevaluated their expectations and based on those expectations they are quite performing well and strategy department of aston martin is working quite well we got to see similar strategy in monaco as well where sebastian vettel was actually able to get quite a lot of good points for the team as well as in baku as well so definitely sebastian vettel is having a good run of races and also stroll is actually a good driver probably he needs to improve upon his qualifying pace but definitely on race track he his race craft is good he knows how to overtake other cars he is able to manage the tires quite well and he is able to actually go for a longer stint so that when other cars pit he is still ahead and like he is able to actually make the tires last the entire race and able to secure good many uh, like able to do good many overtakes at the end so that he is gets himself in the uh, points position so in 11th place we have carlos sainz like Car- uh, perhaps ferrari load out of the place for the duration of the entire race they started in i think in p 5th and p 7th position they started the race so the qualifying pace is definitely good but definitely on the race pace they have still a lot to improve upon especially considering that ferrari aren't really just the team itself just the car itself isn't really good at managing the tires so they, they eat up the tires quite aggressively because of which they have to actually go for like charles leclerc actually went for a couple of pit stops he had to do two pit stops which effectively ended his race ended his race and he finished in p 16th position so just because of how the drivers and the race car itself is not actually able to manage the tires well uh, they didn't really finish up in the points and they would be quite disappointed with the effort because in qualifying they have such a good pace so that means car is actually capable of producing good lap times it's just that they need to think about what is what is that which the car is doing something differently which is causing or which is using these tires in such an aggressive way such that like the other teams are simply able to overtake them on the streets so that is something they definitely need to look upon especially in this area era where managing managing the tires is as much important as their qualifying pace so definitely it's uh, it wasn't a good weekend for them which i think charles leclerc and carlos sainz will definitely look upon how to improve upon it whether it is the setup of the car or the way they are driving the cars or probably how much aggressive they are so all these three things they need to evaluate to come back stronger in this triple header which we are undergoing then we had george russell in the 12th position so i didn't really follow george russell a lot in the race but considering that he finished ahead of alfa tori alpine as well as one ferrari so it's very it's a very good result for them just slightly unfortunate that there weren't any dnfs because of which he wasn't actually able to get slightly ahead and probably finish in p9 or p10 place so he still wasn't able to get any points for the team but overall it was a good performance from him and like i do believe like he doesn't really it won't really matter much for him much for him in a couple of races time because i do believe that he'll be announced in the mercedes quite soon i think mercedes is just waiting for wrapping up basically the wrapping up the contract with lewis hamilton i think 
that is one thing which they are waiting on and only once they have wrapped up the contract with Lewis Hamilton only then they will actually announce the that George Russell would be actually replacing Bottas in the team so i think they are holding up on this announcement simply because there are still negotiations to take place with Lewis Hamilton and they want an upper hand in terms of negotiating with Lewis Hamilton so i think that is the only reason why they are not they haven't announced it and also because they don't want to demotivate Bottas as well because they are in a title fight both drivers as well as constructors title and they need Bottas to perform quite well in order to secure the constructors title so i think that could be one of the reasons which is delaying mercedes to make the announcement or make the decision official then in p13 position we had yuki sonoda definitely he didn't had a good race i think he spun quite a lot of times as well i think in maybe it was in practice actually not exactly in the race but his race pace wasn't really there and even though he is a rookie i believe like red bull they still actually give him another place in the next season but i think in the second half of the this season at least he start he starts need to actually match match gasly probably not beat him but at least match him or finish up within two places of gasly so it doesn't really look good when they had a driver red bull driver and they demoted him then and then they demoted him to alpha tori and he is performing wonders in the car he is finishing up in the top 10 places and you have an upcoming driver with with so much potential and he is not able to actually beat that driver uh, beat the other red bull driver whom they demoted so it doesn't really look good on yuki sonoda i think he just needs to probably take things slightly incrementally and not put a lot of pressure on himself and i do believe that red bull won't actually make the same mistake again what they did with alban and gasly of promoting young drivers to the senior team quite soon so they would actually be slightly more patient with the drivers and i do believe they would actually renew the contract of yuki sonoda for another year and definitely gasly with his performances and one podium place which he has secured so far in the races i think he has already secured his place in the team for the next season as well although i am not sure what red bull is actually thinking what is their long term plan whether they still actually want pierre gasly to actually move into the red bull team or not i don't believe that that is under consideration so that will think make things slightly difficult for red bull to make a decision where they have a driver who is performing extremely well in the alpha tori team but at the same time they don't really want him to promote be promoted to red bull so it's kind of tricky situation whether they want to think about long term or whether they want to think about short term uh, gains for the alpha tori in short term definitely it makes sense to have pierre gasly because he is the one who is quite well integrated in the team and is bringing results to the team as well so uh, he would be quite valuable to the team to actually improve the car for the 2022 regulations so in terms of short term it is quite valuable for the red bull to actually have pierre gasly in alpha tori team but for the long term where they are thinking of having drivers who can play either a supporting role to max verstappen to actually fight for the championship or be on par with max verstappen in case verstappen actually looks for some other place or some other team so from the long term perspective it doesn't really make sense for red bull to have pierre gasly in the team but definitely in short term it makes sense and alpha tori would definitely bat for pierre gasly to be in their team because he is bringing them laurels and he is bringing them podiums for them so esteban ocon like it was announced esteban ocon has renewed the contract with alpine and he would be staying probably for three more years 
So I think this is one of the longest contract which I have seen apart from Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. So apart from Ferrari and Red Bull, Alpine is probably another team which has made long-term contract with one of the drivers. So it will be quite relaxing and quite a, quite a bit of security for Esteban Ocon that he has his place secure in the team and he can just focus on improving the car and improving his driving and getting results from the for the team and doesn't really need to think about whether he has been he'll be in the Formula One for the next season or not. So I think it's quite good for Esteban Ocon in terms of his ment mental conditioning, in terms of his mental security to have that contract in place so that he can focus on just the driving and improving the car and also probably some of the long-term projects as well because Alpine I think is actually banking on the 2022 regulations which they are hoping they should actually jump or like which they are hoping or probably every team is hoping that they would allow it, allow their team to actually make a quite a big jump in the standings. So I think it's quite a positive point for Esteban Ocon or like quite a relief, quite a lot of security for him to actually have a long-term contract with Alpine and Alpine I think will stay in the business for a long time I think because it is slightly backed by the French government as well. So definitely his future seems quite secure as well as, his, as, well as the uh, future of the team as well. So in terms of that it's quite a good place for Esteban Ocon to be in the team and hopefully he'll perform much better because in this race especially he didn't really look at pace at all. Fernando Alonso was miles ahead of him. It could be probably due to uh, probably the strategy as well because I didn't really see what kind of strategy Esteban Ocon was on. So probably it could be a combination of strategy also and not just his driving pace. So hopefully Esteban Ocon would be able to perform a lot better and probably be able to beat Fernando Alonso. So then we had Antonio Giovinazzi in 15th position. So it's quite difficult to actually guess what's the exact race pace of Alfa Romeo is with respect to other teams like Williams and Haas. Definitely they are faster than Haas but not sure whether they are faster than Williams or not. So if George Russell is actually finishing up in P12 position it doesn't look good that Alfa Romeo is finishing up in P15th position but at the same time I do feel that some of the strategy calls which Alfa Romeo take, Ro Romeo take they aren't quite working for them actually. Like teams like uh, probably Alpine and especially Aston Martin if they know that they will be finishing out of points. They try for a different strategy which probably might not be the fastest strategy on paper. But because of the other cars and how the other teams are behaving, it allows them to actually go for a slightly riskier strategy and make a jump on the other cars if they go for a very long stint. But we rarely get to see that from Alfa Romeo and because of which they choose a strategy which is slightly common and which is being followed by other teams around them. And because of which they are not actually able to make a jump on other teams. And definitely Antonio Giovinazzi is a very good driver. He is beating Raikkonen quite frequently. And if he is given some midfield car, he will be probably be able to better show his talent. And definitely that's one of the reasons also why he is in the team for such a long time. So I do believe that Antonio Giovinazzi stays in the team for another season and he probably gets slightly better car. So that he can actually fight with other cars like Alpine and Alfa Tauri uh, in the midfield and not just stay at the lower end of the midfield. Then I have already talked about Charles Leclerc who finished in P16 position. So like his race was done as soon as he actually pitted for the pitted for the second time. So he didn't really had much to do simply because 
he wasn't able to extract the maximum out of the car because he wasn't actually able to maintain the tires quite well within 10 laps even the hard tires were gone so simply he wasn't actually able to maintain the tires quite well so he wasn't actually able to push the car to the limit and we know that he is quite a good driver because he actually started the race i think on p5th position or i think sorry p7th position so when you're starting in the top 10 and it's so when you're starting in the top 10 that means you have quite a good good pace and your car is good so simply because he finished in p16th position without any major flaw as well it wasn't as if he made any driving error or he went off the track just purely because he wasn't able to manage the tires well he finished in p16th position and that is something both and that is something which is probably slightly linked with the car itself and not just the driver's fault because Carlos Sainz I consider him to be a driver who is actually able to conserve the tires quite well because we have seen it numerous times in McLaren where he is actually finishing up the top of the midfield in P6 position where we don't really see him across the race so he Carlos Sainz is the kind of driver who knows how to make overtakes turn and he is actually has a good solid race pace who can conserve the tires quite well so when Carlos Sainz was also actually struggling with the tires and he finished in P11th position so we know that it's not just a fault with how Charles Leclerc is driving it's also primarily related to how the car itself is set up so that is something which Ferrari would need to improve upon it not just for this season but also for the next season also and something which they'll actually have to keep in mind then we had Kimi Raikkonen in 17th position P in P18th we had Nicholas Latifi and then we had the Haas guys of Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin so we didn't I didn't really get to see much of those last four positions so I don't really know how much they have performed well but definitely like Nikita Latif like sorry not Nikita Latifi but since uh, Latifi is simply because George Russell is finishing up in P12 position so definitely he has a lot to improve and definitely since Haas is like one of the worst they are having like one of the worst cars on the grid right now so there's nothing much which Mick Schumacher can do apart from just out qualifying and like finishing ahead of Nikita Mazepin so I think like for a couple of seasons couple of races actually I have seen Mick, Mike, Mick Schumacher to be actually quite aggressive in overtaking especially his own partner Nikita Mazepin so that is something I feel is quite good for the sport and quite good for him as well that he is actually not afraid to show or like take his elbows out even though he is not really fighting for any points as such in the team so overall it was a wonderful French Grand Prix which we have had much better than what I had expected simply because of the alternate strategies which Verstappen and Hamilton was having and like we were on the on our seats just to know the outcome of the race whether Bottas would be able to actually hold Verstappen for probably a couple of laps so that Lewis Hamilton could actually win the race but unfortunately or probably fortunately it didn't happen and like Verstappen was actually able to overtake Lewis Hamilton by the penultimate uh, lap itself so right till the penultimate lap people were quite interested in the race itself and it got quite a lot of high viewership as well so that is something which is quite positive for positive for Paul Ricard as well as for the entire Formula 1 championship also so that's all for the French Grand Prix so since we are in a triple header where we will be having back to back races in uh, Austria in the Red Bull ring itself so hopefully I'll meet you again in the uh, next week itself to discuss the Red Bull ring race so till then, take care of yourself and enjoy Formula 1. Thank you. Bye.